Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching and we're here to talk about why focusing on your child's school is not the first question you should be asking if your child is having meltdowns or struggling to learn. Um, you know, why noticing the school setting and deciding what school to, to send your kid to or deciding whether or not you should be changing schools is not the first thing that you should be doing if your child is struggling in school, even focusing on changing teachers. Um, and so I really want to get into that. And, and first, I want to take a take a take a moment to really clarify what we're talking about here. And so when we're when I speak to parents often, what I hear is that their child is struggling in the school setting. And they're really wondering whether or not they should be changing the school. So, you know, if this sounds like you, you know, maybe your kiddo is having meltdowns in the school, um, having meltdowns right after school or refusing to get dressed in the morning. Um, What we're noticing here is that your child is really struggling with being able to communicate their needs. And so the meltdown is telling you something. And oftentimes parents go quick to, how do I stop the meltdowns? If my kid's melting down around school, then I must be, you know, it must be the school environment. Maybe I need to figure out what school works better for their learning style. And so while I'm not saying not to consider that because all children learn differently, what I am saying here is that it's very important to note whether or not that's the first question you're asking. And so when we when we recognize that, you know, if your child is really struggling in the school setting to, you know, to to be present in the moment, to learn in whatever environment that you've chosen for them so far, to tune out information from other kids in the classroom, to communicate their needs effectively so that they're not getting in trouble at school, um, or if they're holding it all in and then blowing up at home then it's important for you to not go straight to trying to rip them out of that environment and trying to pick a new environment. And this is a common misconception that a lot of professionals will wonder or think about, you know, when we think about parents who are trying to switch schools or or wondering whether or not switching schools is the right choice. Some professionals will go straight to, you know, well, here's how to pick what school works best for your kid. And the problem with that is that you're missing the mark in identifying where the problem is really coming from. And so it's important to pay attention to that. When your child is having meltdowns, regardless of when they're having it during the day, that is a clear indicator that your child does not know how to communicate their emotions effectively. And that is beyond the age group of, you know, of any child. If a child is having an emotion and they're communicating in, an, in meltdown form, 
It means that they're overstimulated and they don't know how to get their needs met in a different way. And whether your child is two, five, 10, 12, 13, 17, 22, it's all boiling down to the fact that they're overwhelmed in that moment and they don't know how to communicate. And so obviously we set expectations based on your child's age. And it's also true that a lot of parents that I work with who get, you know, or even get on the phone with me, their expectations have been jarred, dulled, or numbed because they're parenting a highly sensitive child and they've either heard from other people that they, you know, they just have the kid with, you know, who's going to melt down. They've heard from parents of HSCs that HSCs have to melt down, that they've heard from other, you know, um, professionals like pediatricians or school counselors or even some parent coaches or therapists will say this is just a phase and let's see how it turns out in the next couple of months. And the problem with that is that you start to adjust your expectations, but not in a way that helps you identify how to move your child out of this experience, but just to set your expectations to wait and see whether or not this problem will resolve itself. And I don't know about you, but that's never an emotion that I want to feel. And I know that that's not an emotion that the parents that I work with want to feel. Waiting and seeing without a clear indicator of whether or not something needs to change or that they've considered what needs to change is a very uncomfortable emotion. And think about that. If you're feeling that, then how is your kiddo feeling? You know, when you decide to just wait and see or or see if you shift the environment, if something changes, uh, your child feels lost and confused in that respect as well. And so what we really need to identify here is instead of focusing on, you know, do I need to go to Montessori or a forest school or a nature school or or a charter school or a home school or unschool or regular general education or a 504 or an IEP, all of that stuff is very important to note. And if that's the first thing that you're jumping to, then again, I've said before, you're missing the mark. The, the problem here is that you need to focus on your child's ability to articulate and advocate their needs. Because if your child cannot tell you exactly or, or nearly what they're struggling with in whatever educational setting that you've chosen for them or decided upon for them, then they won't be able to move through any change in environment. And what's important to recognize with that is that your goal, your job as parents, our jobs as parents are is to create safety, security and a sense of well-being through our healthy relationship with our child. And our child feels healthy well-being and feels like they will develop healthily through our love, through our understanding of their needs, through our understanding of their emotions and through our clear idea of what it is that they need in order to tell us what they need. I'm going to loop around that. What my child needs in order to tell me what she needs. Now, That's very important because if your child is struggling in the school setting, whether that be refusing to get ready in the morning or struggling with whatever's, um, you know, in the steps of getting ready in the morning, and then, you know, which obviously leads to getting to school late, you know, wonder, you know, I've had parents who are like, oh, that's not related. There's definitely a relation here. And the other side of it is if your child is melting down after school, even if your child is a perfect angel, which we see a lot with HSCs, but not all the time in school, 
is to, you know, it's important to recognize that that when when you're just focusing on changing the school environment or figuring out how you can alter the school environment, you're missing the fact that your child needs to communicate with you in a more effective way how they are struggling. And so if that's not something that you're focusing on and that you're not dialing in, then you're really missing the ability to then determine how your child is going to do well in the next environment. So let's think about this. Let's say, for example, you've got your kiddo in a general education, you know, public school setting in the United States and kiddos going and, and, and melting down on a regular basis daily, multiple times daily, even every other day um, beyond age four is, is, still, uh, is still way too much. And so when we notice that, and for HSCs, you know, I'm saying that, that's a thing. Um, when we notice that, that's a clear indicator that your child is struggling. And so if your child is struggling to manage and name their emotions, and you then change the environment, uh, the school environment, because, well, you know, the teacher isn't meeting their needs or uh, the teacher is perhaps strict and, and very traditional in their teaching style, um, uses the word discipline in, in a way that um, commands authority rather than mutual respect and, and involvement of all humans in the room, regardless of age, then that environment switches, you know, for your highly sensitive kid, and you switch them into a more supportive environment, what you're not allowing for is your child's ability to communicate to you what it is that's working or not working in the, the environment that they need. So you're playing um, hopscotch. I don't know, that's not the right word, like jumping from, from one solution to the next. And it can feel like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. You know, let me see if if a charter school would work or let me see if a 504 plan is going to fix this issue or, you know, change the environment. Let me see if if I'm asking for a special ed eval will help my child. Uh, let me see if I just need to homeschool and, and change my whole family dynamic because my child can't manage themselves in the school setting or, or, you know, getting to school or leaving school is such a debacle for so long. And when you notice that, you're still stuck in the same place. Your child does not know how to articulate and advocate for their emotions. And if that's the challenge, then it's important to note that you need those skills first. You need to know how to teach your child how to advocate and articulate for their emotions. And without that ability, you won't be able to clearly understand and also advocate in the school setting if you decide to stay in the public school system or even um, any other organized, um, structured uh, uh, schooling, whether that be charter or private or um, uh, even, you know, co-ops through through homeschooling. They're still uh, outside organization, you know, outside yourself. Um, you'll still need to be able to advocate for your child and you need to know how your child clearly and safely communicates emotions. And if they're not clearly and safely communicating emotions to you at home, then expecting them to clearly and safely communicate emotions outside of the home by changing the environment outside of the home is not going to be effective for you in the long term. It might be a band-aid. 
um, you know, you, you might see some progress. You might, you know, move your child out of, out of that school setting and you might uh, see some progress just by luck of the draw or by, you know, hearing and, and doing lots of research in terms of the setting. But you're still not teaching your child how to communicate and advocate for themselves. And so what's important to note is that if you focus on that first, and your environment at home with your child is transformed in that respect, then your your child will be able to feel like they can advocate and articulate their needs in any other setting. And so what's important to recognize is this is not just experience that I've had over the last 10 years working with parents of highly sensitive kids and, and children themselves, but it's also true of what speaks to the research. You know, the research shows that children whose parent-child relationship changes and the child is able to articulate themselves. This is for highly sensitive kids, research done on highly sensitive children, um, you know, research um, performed or, or gathered based on information on highly sensitive children. So this is not me telling you to follow the 80% of that, you know, parenting books and all that jazz that doesn't fit your kid. This is very specific information that fits your child as a highly sensitive child shows that highly sensitive kids whose parent-child relationships changes, it it impacts, there's a ripple effect. It impacts the environment in other ways because they were they will be able to come to you and say, this happened, and you'll be able to say, oh, you know, here's what you can do next time. But even before that, I understand you, I hear you, I care. And your child feels that, and then they feel like they're able to communicate more clearly with you. And when they're able to do that, they actually put in place what you teach them to do. The reason that some of this stuff isn't working for you right now and you're go you've gotten to the point where you're trying to change the environment because all of your advice or um, you know, talking to your kid till they're blue in the face hasn't worked is because your child is struggling to generalize those skills. And the reason because you are not generalizing the skill of teaching your child how to articulate their emotions and advocate for themselves. And if that's the case, then I would look for you to and challenge for you to look inside yourself rather than looking outside yourself to change that dynamic. Because if you try to see or, or, or dictate or, or name that the school is the issue, um, then you're going to be missing a key component in what it is that really drives home the change in the school environment. Because if your child doesn't feel like they can communicate clearly and feel heard, understood, and that you take action on that clearly, then they will still be hesitant in whatever new experience that you're having because you won't have the skills and how to pace them into that new environment or how to how to articulate um, moving them into that environment. And this is what perpetuates those calls, you know, from the school and the teacher saying, you know, your kiddo did this again or, you know, oh, I don't know, they're a perfect angel. You know, they just love being the volunteer. They just love doing all this work for me in the school setting. And then you see your kiddo being, you know, exhausted because they have to be perfect all the time in the class setting or they have to, um, you know, hold it together. And they're maybe, a, um, you know, a bundle of energy as a child in terms of their personality. And, and they can only do so much in the school setting. And w when you're noticing that and paying attention to that, but not clearly able to advocate, you know, this is a problem that I've seen and helped parents deal with all the time is, um, you know, the school will view you as a helicopter parent, or, you know, um, a parent who is doing too much as the teens say these days. Um, 
what we what we identify here is that when you are not able to identify your own child's emotions, when your child's not able to identify them and speak them clearly to you, then it's very difficult to advocate for what you need in the school setting and change. And then also potentially see a clear and significant change in the school that you have now. So not even needing to go through the hassle of changing the environment, going through the hassle of, you know, picking a different school or a different teacher, because for, you know, parents who are clearly able to identify and articulate what works because you found it to be working in the home, then you'll be able to advocate and change that dynamic in the school setting without even needing to, to switch schools. Um, and, and that might be, you know, by uh, obtaining special ed supports or, um, or just getting a shift in, in terms of teaching your child, your teacher about your kid's teacher about your child's personality trait. So I hope that that helps underst- you understand the, the drive behind taking ownership and that responsibility for teaching your child's emotions and teaching your child how to communicate their emotions, that that comes first from you as a parent, but then also in terms of your child's ability to generalize that skill to the school setting or in order to feel safe enough to go to school with their big feelings, which is maybe what probably what's leading to the meltdowns before or after school, then without that skill, you you won't be able to help your child shift, shift years and move into a different school setting. And when you have those skills, the school setting doesn't seem to, to matter or carry as much weight anymore because your relationship with your child is clear, concise, and you're able to help your child change that dynamic for themselves and generalize those skills of managing their, their own emotions, regardless of the circumstances of their, their environment in the school setting. Now, you know, barring being verbally abused, which is, you know, a totally different um, uh, plan of action in the school setting, your child needs to learn how to adapt, but also feel accommodated. And so we hold those two things to be true at the same time when we work with parents of highly sensitive kids and giving yourself that ability to to know how to do that clearly is then what teaches your child how to know how to do that clearly. And so if you give that power away to the school setting and saying that the school setting is what needs to change, then that still leaves you stuck without a clear and and, uh, consistent way to help your child communicate their emotions. You're leaving it up to chance. And so if this seems like it's something that 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 is um, attainable for you and that you know is something that you need help with addressing, then I encourage you to reach out to get on the phone with me. We'll talk about what's working, what's not working with parenting your highly sensitive kid and where you're struggling to find the solution to those intense meltdowns, especially if they're revolving around school or have already made it to the school setting. Because it's important to note that not all highly sensitive kids are really buttoning it up and holding it in. But even if they are buttoning it up and holding it in at school, it doesn't mean that this that they they are going to be okay or that they're okay in the school setting. And so it's really important to be clear and, and to clarify that because your child needs to be able to know how to tell you where, where their challenges are and, and to tell you safely and, and clearly without feeling like their emotions get so big that they're out of control. Um, because you, while you feel out of control when your child's emotions are out of control, think about how intense that is for your kiddo. Uh, it's scary. 
to feel that out of control that you could cause pain to somebody else through your words or by hitting brother and sister or, you know, chucking something across the room. I mean, that's a very scary emotion to be feeling for a young child. And so when we notice that, uh, it's very important to help you find ways to to help your child feel contained in a safe way without really focusing on um, needing to teach them how not to behave that way. They, need, they really need to know how to feel safe in their emotions so that they don't get so big that they feel explosive. So um, that's it for me tonight. It's late um, and on the East Coast. I hope that you're able to notice what it is that will work and, and what won't work. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me for this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you're ready to join a community of parents focused on eliminating the daily meltdown cycle and want more support, be sure to join our free Facebook group, Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja, where we provide free video trainings to parents just like you. You can find that in the search bar of Facebook or you can go to facebook.com backslash groups backslash parenting highly sensitive child. Thank you and have a wonderful day.